Welcome to Nightlight. I'm one of your hosts, Freddie, also known as Nighty Night. Today we have a very special episode with two big stars from a movie that I absolutely love and adore. Hey, so um, who are we talking with today? Um, I am Ezra Dewey. Um, I know the Zoom tag is a little different, <laughs> but uh, I play Kevin in Boy Behind the Door. And my name is Lonnie Chavis. Mine's is different too. It's my mom's, but I play Bobby in Boy Behind the Door. And that totally works. And first off, I just want to say congratulations on the film. Uh, I know a lot of people are loving this movie. Um, it's gotten like 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. And that's kind of like one of my big uh, questions off the bat is like, how do you guys feel about the reception for the movie? Um, I think it's absolutely amazing. It's definitely 10 times more than I thought it was going to be. I mean, um, I knew I knew that we were going to do good because, you know, it seemed like really nice and it seemed like a good film. But um, I didn't expect this much attention from it. It was insane. Roughly so. I, I 100% agree, especially coming from like a fan of horror movies. And it's my first horror movie, too. So I didn't expect it to get as much attention and cloud as it did, but I'm happy that it's doing good and I'm happy that it looks good. And that's a great segue to my next question. As a horror podcast that we have here, uh, a lot of the horror community loves this movie as well. And they were, like I said, talking about it. Um, why horror? Why, what do you guys, like you said, you love the genre. Uh, what kind of got you guys involved in the project? Do you guys love horror films or where does that strive from? Yeah, I mean, I've been an actor since I was six. I always grew up watching horror movies with my dad and my brothers and my whole family, especially my brother, dude, he's a horror fan. Uh, what, really, what really made me jump into the film mostly is just because I always wondered what it was like to shoot one. And when I finally got the script and read it all through, I thought it was amazing and I wanted to jump into it. I'm not going to lie, it was a little bit harder than I expected, but everything went smoothly in the end and we got through it. It's pretty fun. Yeah. So, he's, so it was kind of different for me because before like I was never really like crazy into the whole horror genre or whatever but um when my managers they sent me the audition um I thought we read it and they were like hey this is a good opportunity for you you never done anything like this before and we read it and you're we like wow this is super cool like I, I want to actually try this so yeah it was just way different than anything I've ever done. And it just was really uh, appealing to me. Well, that's, uh, I guess, another segue to my next question is that you guys did do a lot, a lot of collection of work previously to this movie. What was it like to like, what was the biggest challenge to prepare for these characters in these roles? Well, I feel like, I feel like you don't really need to, well, for me, I didn't really need to prepare. I kind of just trusted myself when I got to the set because when you're actually there and you're in the moment and you have blood on the clothes and <laughs> you're about to scream, kick, and cry and you have to get in the mindset of Bobby and fight for your life, I feel like it's a little bit easier when you're there. So there wasn't much preparing, but a little bit of preparation I did was dig into a little bit of emotions that I felt in the past and use them for the screaming and crying and kicking that you see. <laughs> yeah. Um, my preparation, obviously, was the gym <laughs> that I had done previously. So that was my whole, like, 
you know, step into it. And I kind of use, I use the experience that I got from the gym and I kind of bring it into the boy behind the door, which helped a lot. I don't think I would have done as good as I did if it weren't for the gym. But um, I just, I use the emotion that I got from Lonnie and the way he portrayed his character. And I kind of fed off of him and that really helped me because he's a good actor, obviously. Same, I forgot to say that, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, I like, I, I just, like Lonnie, I thought about, um, you know, some sad things that had happened or just imagine things happening. And that kind of helped me get into it as well. Obviously it wasn't like, oh, traumatic. It scarred me, <laughs> but it was, it helped me. No, that's uh, really cool to hear because I know you guys go through a lot of emotional range throughout this movie. And we also see the characters go through a lot of physicality too. Was there a lot of trouble doing some of the stunt work or like some of the scenes? Well, I mean, the stunt work was pretty fun, to be honest. The only things I didn't really do was... Uh, it, oh, it was the... the ooh, I don't want to spoil it. <laughs> yeah, I don't really want to spoil yeah. it. <laughs> but there's, there's a couple scenes where we couldn't really do it because it was a little more physical than they would want us to do because we were like, we were young. Like, you can't be doing that with... Yeah, we shot this at like 11 and 12. Maybe. Yeah, like 12, 13-year-olds, but... <laughs> Yeah, like he said, most of the stunt work is, you know, it was pretty fun. Um, what was really fun, um, I really liked the the shot collar scene. That was one of my most favorite. And the scene that has to do with a taser, we won't go into that. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, I feel like this movie has a lot of surprising moments and for people who are listening right now who haven't seen the movie, thank you for not spoiling, obviously, first. And yeah. I think there's a lot of great surprises for um, how the movie plays out and the storytelling. And talking about the story itself, it is a very dark subject, but there's also a lot of like good themes in there, too. One being like friendship. Uh, what are the major themes that you want the audience to get out of the movie? Um, probably, like you just said, friendship is pretty important uh trust i mean that's pretty much it honestly from just friendship and trust love um and it's also a reminder to just be safe and don't really trust anybody <laughs> yeah also yeah like friendship you know love towards your friends and i want people to watch this and think about you know like if me and my friend were in this situation you know how far would I be willing to go to you know save my friend like Bobby does to Kevin because you know I want people to think about like you know what they could do better as a friend or like maybe there was something where I could have been there for one of my better my best friends or a normal friend that could have maybe they made their life easier and just think about your loyalty towards your friends and like you know if you guys got kidnapped would you <laughs> Not would you run away or would you go back and fight the kidnapper like Bobby did to save your friend from like dying? Well, yeah, I, I love hearing that because I think friendship is one of the big impacts in your life. Uh, your inner circle makes everything happen, right? Um, what, yeah, what does friendship mean to you personally outside of the movie? Mm. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's a tough one. Yeah. Okay. While he's thinking. Um, yeah. I, I don't really know what to say. I've had a best friend. Me and my best friend have known each other for six years. And I still honestly don't really know. What I can tell you is we love each other to death. He's like a brother to me. We have each other's backs on everything. We're loyal to each other. We have never had an argument. Um, yeah, I mean, just trust, loyalty, and brothership, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Friendship to me is, you know, it doesn't, friendship doesn't always have to be this, like, you know, crazy deep, you know, bond between, like, a friend could just be someone that you just like say hi to or work on a work in class or something. It doesn't always, you don't always have to like go outside of school with them because, or like invite them to your birthday or cause that's what like good friends are for. But um, I think just being a friend to somebody, you, they should be able to trust you and like lean back on you when they need help or something you know, being there for somebody, you know, if they need to just talk to you or just, just loyalty and, you know, showing um, compassion for one another. And of course, you know, you guys are going to like butt heads every once in a while, because that's just natural. But at the end of the day, just being there for each other and, you know, laughs and stuff like that. I totally agree with you. And I'm just going to make the assumption, like when you guys popped on here on the Zoom call, when we were doing the interview, it seems like you guys are friends. Is that correct? You would say so? Yeah. Yeah. Because, and I feel like that translates on the screen very, very well, where you guys feel like you have a very genuine connection. It's very believable. And I think that's the thing that really drives the force of the movie to go forward with its storyline. Because if you didn't have that in this movie, it'd very be dark and brooding and really sad essentially yeah. and thankfully we have the ending that we get and i'm not going to spoil that as well and i think that's something the audience are going to really love and, and continue telling other people about the movie and get something out of it and that's the thing about just like storytelling is that there's a lot of value behind it and there is i mean that's why i love film it's the greatest art uh art of storytelling in my opinion do you guys agree yeah yeah, yeah course and, and i think oh sorry no no go ahead go ahead okay so um obviously you know me and lami were friends me and lani are friends right but you know we don't we don't always like talk all the time you know but um i think you know um us being so outgoing and like you know when we when we first met each other, I think it was either through a Zoom call or something. But the first time we really got to know each other was at, was the callback, wasn't it? When we were looking for uh, Kevin's. Yeah, it was either it was like a, a chemistry reading or something like mm -hmm. that. Yeah, it was that. It was. It. And that was the that was the first time we really got to um, meet each other. And like I think that was when we just like our chemistry was just amazing. And I think that <laughs> the whole room was just like, okay, these kids. Yeah, they're the they're ones. Tight, you know, we're these guys are like the ones. I love to hear that. And a lot of stuff that we don't really see is behind the scenes stuff. So I love that you got that uh, opportunity to say that right now for that perspective. And there are a lot of scenes where you guys work together, but there are a lot of scenes where you guys work by yourselves. 
how was transitioning between working off each other's acting skills to going like on the solo scene? Um, to be honest, it wasn't, wasn't too hard. I think it's definitely easier, or at least for me, working with another actor in the scene because, you know, you get to feed off each other's energy. But it also is kind of fun, you know, going off yourself and your own instincts and just like, I don't know, it's hard to explain, but. Yeah, I agree. It's a little hard to explain, but I agree with what he said. It's really fun to work with each other. And I also think, I'm gonna add this real quick. It doesn't really add to the question, I'm answer it after. But um, I also think that it's not really too important to be in the mindset all the time. Cause when we, when your eggs are on set, we can snap back into character instantly. But I think that it was a little important that me and him were making jokes in between takes and all that. Cause you don't want to be in that dark deep mindset of having to fight for your life all the time. Yeah. And also to add to what um, Ezra said, I feel like it's definitely easier when you have somebody else because you guys are able to go back and forth. And you guys can also improv and there's a bunch of other stuff you guys can add to each other's acting. But I mean, yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> well, speaking off that too, uh, what is something you want to tell the audience about like the behind the scene work? What's like behind the curtains of like Wizard of Oz? I love knowing we all talk about, and I say this in every interview, it takes a whole village to make a movie. And yeah. working with these filmmakers, they seem like they really had a specific vision. Uh, you guys nailed it. And obviously it came out to be very, very well and very good and people appreciate it. But what was like the most rewarding thing that happened behind the scenes? Whoa. I think probably the most rewarding things for me was um, probably when, you know, you're going through a scene that's a little more difficult and it takes you a while to, you know, get it down or whatever. And it's just finally that, that one take that's just super good and you just finally get it. And they're like, okay, that was the one we can move on now. And you're just like, yes. <laughs> and also just, it's also rewarding, like, finishing a scene and then going to like lunch or whatever and just like hanging out with Lonnie and like playing yeah. with our games or just talking or stuff like that. I feel like the most rewarding scene for me, it's honestly pretty funny. There was a scene where I had to limp and I had no mm. clue how to limp. So you remember, the scene, right? remember that. they put rocks in my shoe and then I started oh. limping. Yeah, yeah, they put rocks in my shoe and then I started limping. And we did like, we did like so many different shots and a bunch of different takes that barely even ended up in the movie. And then I actually started limping when we took the rocks out of my shoe and then I finally got it. And then we stopped and just went to lunch and I was, I felt so happy with myself. See, that's a really cool fun fact. I don't think anyone would recognize, yeah, it's like, oh, to do the scene, he had to put rocks in his shoe. Was yeah. there a yeah. lot of, uh, that's like the funniest thing <laughs> you guys said that you guys did a lot of improv as well was that something that was like normal throughout the filming yeah mostly on the scenes where there wasn't a lot of lines and just mostly like grunting and screaming most of those were just improv because the directors mr justin and mr david they're wonderful they said just basically do what comes to mind in the scenes we have no lines just basically even when you do have lines just do what comes to mind, emotion, physically and mentally, just do everything that comes to mind. 
Yeah, and, they wanted they wanted it to be like as natural as yeah. possible. Like obviously, obviously they gave us like guidelines of like kind of what they wanted from us and stuff. But usually it was just like um, when we were like either the crying or you know comforting each other, whatever. It was kind of just you know us trying to comfort each other. I guess I don't know. I mean. I have to uh, say, like, watching the movie, it definitely feels very grounded and very realistic. It's like, oh, yeah, this is a scene where you could tell they're just kids dealing with a very messed up situation. And they act upon, like, their child mind of, like, oh, let me clean up this blood real quick. I'm like, no, run, get out of here. Like, what are you doing? And But it's that realism that drives the tension and the building of, like, yeah, no one wants to see kids get hurt, obviously, and you're rooting for them. But at the same time, if you're like, you got to understand the child mentality is like, yeah, they're making actions based on being a kid and it's very genuine and it makes sense. Um, yeah. How was that? I feel like also another reason that he cleaned up the blood is because, dude, it's, it's so just interesting and amazing to me how amazing a friend Bobby is. He's still there after he <laughs> killed a guy to save his best friend. He's still there. And I feel like the main reason he cleaned up he cleaned up the blood is because he didn't want her to know that he was there, that he was mm. out of it, that he was trying to save his best friend. Of course. It yeah. amazes me how, how good of a friend he is. He did all that just for his best friend and then made it out. Yeah. And then that's that's also the thing about like kids acting like kids in the situations, because I feel like an adult in that situation would not clean the blood yeah, nobody would would the and try and go get their friend and not just <laughs> sit there and i think that i think it was super smart by justin and david that they wanted they didn't try and have the kids solve the situations as adults because kids aren't that smart in those situations like they're not gonna think like that they're not they're gonna be traumatized and i think it's very powerful and intriguing that they're acting like kids playing kids in this situation. I know that sounds like kind of weird to say it, but like they're kids and they're going to solve things how kids would. And I think it's very smart. No, I have to agree. I think it works out really well. And you brought up uh, both David and Justin. How was working with them and their creative vision for the movie? It was, it was definitely interesting working because i never worked with two directors before at the same time mm -hmm. so definitely a different experience i feel like with me they did a really good job but i feel like for me mostly they have to lean on my mom a lot because they always wanted to make sure that not only me me and ezra were both comfortable so they had to lean on my mom and ask her around if i was good with this if she was good with me doing this because they didn't want to put pressure on me or force me to do anything so they leaned on my mom and I leaned on my mom and it was kind of a collaborative like group effort. It was, it was pretty cool. Yeah. For me, um, working with Justin and David was super fun and interesting because um, uh, they're obviously, they're both super good. They're really good at what they do. They're super easy to work with. Their directions are awesome and on point the fact that they wrote it so they know exactly what they want and um i think it's also funny because a lot of the times since they're two different people 
you get two different perspectives so they're like constantly like working it out with each other like maybe we should do this and they're like no that it would be better this way and they have to find the middle ground so perfect you know and I think it's it's funny and there's I think that's why they prevail in so many ways because they it's like two different perspectives and they work so well with each other and they're such good friends and they're super nice and good at what they do yeah, I feel like, um, at least for the filmmakers, I don't know if it's true, I feel like they bounce off a lot of ideas of their own friendship with each other. And yeah, yeah like you said, bouncing those ideas of different presses, like, oh, this will work really well. They have really creative minds. Um, the shot caller alone, I'm like, whoa, what? I came out of left field. <laughs> I love that. That's a great concept yeah. to make things a little bit more interesting than just your standard kidnapping movie. And talking about that, without spoiling, we get a reveal maybe halfway through the movie of who the real kidnapper is and how was it working against this antagonist? Because this person, like I say, who is great person, great actor, um, very terrifying and scary. How's working off that performance? I think, well, Lonnie got a more better interaction with this person. <laughs> um, I didn't really get a chance to like, you know, fully like totally get to meet him and stuff like, you know, but um, the scenes that I did have with them, they're very good. Like I was just like, holy crap, this person is going to murder me. <laughs> they are, they are super good and it was super fun and they made it very easy to like be scared i mean that's i'm not trying to be mean they're not a scary person but you know <laughs> they're, good. That, they're good that's also the even crazier fact they're like really really nice people especially the guy that i stabbed i feel so bad for forgetting his name but he was like one of the nicest person on set i feel so bad i mean i didn't actually stab him but still i felt so bad but it was it was really cool to work with them especially the gunshot scene that was so awesome especially having makeup on and all that. It was really cool. Yeah, I feel like there's a, a great sense of weaponry in this movie and how everything is used. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, there's a lot of violent tools. <laughs> in lot. This. Um, and that's another thing I want to talk about too, the environment itself, this house. Um, was this all shot in one location or with multiple places or a set? It was all just in that one, that one old creepy house. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. This house again. With all this big like property this like mm -hmm. the oil thingies the house woods it's all it's all the that same was all really close together and all really creepy so <laughs> yeah uh how long did you guys film the movie in roughly when where did we or like uh how long was the production Ooh, that was like 2019 i think, I think it was a few weeks it took Oh wow, that's pretty quick. It yeah, took like maybe I don't. Yeah, it was pretty quick. That was it. Was like it wasn't a crazy. It was like month. month. It was roughly a month. Yeah, somewhere around there, but it wasn't a long time. But uh, yeah. No, I it mean, cool. even within a month, getting that amount of like, I guess amount of like action and sequences and scenes. Um, yeah, we got like a lot said, of. Yeah. Was there something that was cut out of the film that you guys wish that was in it? No, but there's something that was put into the DVD. Somebody told me that there was a blooper reel earlier. I had no clue they put a blooper reel in there. Now I want to see it. What? They put a 
They put a blooper. That's exactly what I said. I had no clue we had a blooper reel. I did not know that either. I got to watch that. That's exactly what I said, dude. I have to watch that. But no, there's nothing, there's nothing really. They put all the good scenes in there. Yeah. And everything, everything that we did was pretty good. So there's nothing else that was just in there. Yeah, this movie is pretty complete. I don't think any scene needed to be taken out or added. I feel like it's just the pacing is so well done. And going through this whole entire journey and to see the conclusion, it leaves just a a lasting impact as a viewer. And I guess that's the next question I have is, what was it like facing something so dark and scary in the movie? And what would you want to tell other people who are dealing with dark stuff or obstacles in their life? That's a heavy question. Mm. Well, from from pain and lost and trauma in the past, and going through almost the same situation that they went through, there's not a lot of advice you can give somebody. They just have to go through it, and then you can give them advice at the other end when they're done. But one thing I must say is, you're gonna get through it. Cry as much as you need to. You're you're gonna get through it. Crying is healthy. exactly and also okay so what was the first part of the question again uh what was it like facing something so dark and scary within the movie and then what would you tell someone who's going through difficult obstacles okay so it was when i was going through this like shooting it um obviously it wasn't like you know scary or anything but i was like i was like i feel like they did a pretty good job of like maybe what would happen kind of if you got kidnapped like best case scenario maybe or worse i don't know (laughs) but um it was it was pretty scary because or sometimes because i was like wow this like could actually be happening to somebody outside in the world right now like this is very possible somebody it was really realistic yeah somebody could be getting like chased right now shot at trying to get killed all that like and I think some one piece of advice that I have for somebody who's maybe going through something traumatic is um, even if, you know, maybe you're not comfortable talking to somebody, you it's probably one of the better things that you could do. I think it's super important that you talk to somebody that you trust and just try and, you know, just talk to them in general about what you're going through because the chances are is they're if you trust them, they're probably going to be nice and they're going to try and help you, but it's not, it's not going to be healthy to try and hold it in because I've known people that um, like held it in and stuff like that and it hurts them, it makes them sad and depressed all the time and they are just like, they change. So I would definitely talk to somebody. That's the best piece of advice. You, could, you guys are like super wise and I appreciate you guys <laughs> talking about that stuff because yeah. Thank you. Mental health matters a lot, and I think a lot of our listeners will love hearing that. Uh, but I just want to say thank you for joining me today. I really appreciate your insight on this movie. Um, this movie is fantastic. And, and I just have to say, like, right now it is available for VOD, and it's also released on Blu-ray. And I guess there are bloopers, so that's a good thing to check out as well. Uh, do you guys have any last-minute thoughts? Not really. I feel like you covered everything. <laughs> I appreciate you guys for being on here and thank you so much.
Uh, well, this was Nightlight, a horror movie podcast. I was one of your hosts, Freddie, also known as Nighty Night. It was a pleasure serving you. Have a good night. Cool.